Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Local News Live. My name is Ashlyn Hill. Right now, we're turning our attention to a heavy topic. It's not fun to talk about, but it is still a reality for many people. March marks Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. So I sat down with a spokesperson for the American Cancer Society to talk about you, the patient, your health, and why your cancer screenings and every doctor's appointment now post-pandemic is important more than ever. Joining us here now on Local News Live is Andy Link with the American Cancer Society. Hi, Andy. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. And you know, I thought going into this interview, it would just be very informational, but I'm finding out that people don't realize what colorectal cancer is, nor that March is even the awareness month for this. So I think just to kick things off, could you just explain to us what type of cancer this is? Yes, it's a cancer um, in the colon and um, which is part of the part of the uh, digestive system and, and so forth that is um, helps us digest our food and so forth. And a lot of times there'll be polyps inside this colon that can be cancerous. And so uh, it's really good to do a lot of uh, some testing and March is a great time to do that testing. Uh, there's testing that we can do that you can, a person can do that's non-invasive such as FPOT, FPOT, tea kits um, that you can get at your doctor's office or pharmacies. There's fit kits that you can also get at the same place, pharmacies or your doctor. And um, those are for what we'd call like first line tests. And then if needed, uh, the second line test is more of what you'd we'd have folks go into is, is with, would be the colonoscopy. So that's a more definite type of test as far as results are concerned. And um, and that would be, would basically provide the folks the answers where they have colon cancer or not, and, and then treatment follows. All right. So I think most everyone has definitely heard of a colonoscopy. Is that where most patients start? And is there an age that everyone should be getting one? Great question. Um, so the age that we're, uh, ACS is promoting now is uh, routine uh, colonoscopies uh, starting at 45. So getting a, getting a colon, getting some sort of testing done at 45. Colonoscopies again is is the um, premier test for that. But um, as far as uh, I'm sorry, what the other question was that with Ashlyn? Uh, where should folks be getting oh. started? Is a colonoscopy step one into figuring out whether or not they have symptoms or anything like that? Step one would be. Uh, talking with their physician of what kind of signs and symptoms they may be experiencing and the and the physician may decide based on based on a number of factors age gender uh, family history whether that person may just need a first line test like an FOBT kit or a fit test um, or um, Coligar or something of that nature or if if those um, preliminary kind of criteria, point in the right direction, then the physician might recommend going straight to a colonoscopy. So it kind of depends on a number of, of risk factors and where that, that patient is at that stage, whether how the doctor will kind of will point the patient in the right direction. So uh, other cancers that are more well-known like breast cancer or lung cancer or specifically breast cancer, people think, oh, that mostly affects females. Obviously that's not true. Men can also get breast cancer. How is colorectal cancer measuring up between males and females? It, it's it's non-discriminative. <laughs> it is a cancer that will affect both males and females. 
Um, I don't have those statistics as far as what the breakdown is, but it is not is it is not gender specific. It will affect uh, both sexes. So. And what if you, it runs in your family? What if a family member has this type of cancer? Are you more susceptible? Yeah, and, that, and again, yes. Um, if one of those questions come up regarding the kind of that criteria that you and your doctor are going through, then if family history is one of those criteria that is a check mark, um, then that may up the schedule as far as doing a, a colonoscopy or some sort of first, first line test. So yes, it's it, family history is a, a big indicator whether a person uh, may be susceptible to colon cancer. Can you tell us any early warning signs? Obviously, if there's um, if a person physically, I mean, physically sees blood in the stool after they go to the rest restroom, uh, that is a huge warning sign. Uh, if there's some discomfort you know, in the, in the abdomen and the lower, uh, lower abdomen and so forth, that's a warning sign. But a lot of times there, there isn't a lot of big warning signs. There's not a lot of, you know, the small indicator warning signs and so forth. It is just um, one of those things where, again, talking to your doctor and going through that set of criteria, family history, um, those sorts of things will play a big part in, in that early detection. So I know we were talking about this off camera as well, but I definitely wanted to bring it up. The pandemic has affected every level of the medical field, and this is now including screenings, testing, you name it. So tell us about what we're doing to try to rebound those folks who maybe didn't get in to see their screenings. So the American Cancer Society is, is partnering with a number of health systems across the country to try to increase these screenings and so forth. We're, we're partnering with everybody that wants to, where we've provided a number of grant opportunities to try to increase that screening as well with some health systems across the country. But as far as like colorectal cancer is concerned, uh, just to reach our, because of the pandemic, just to reach our baseline, our normal baselines, we're, um, we're, up, we're about 3.4% below our normal baseline for, for screenings. And so, for the course of 2022, uh, every week, about 3,800 colon cancer tests would need to be done just to get caught up to where our normal baseline data, baseline screenings are. So it's just the number of screenings is way behind what we'd like folks, where we'd like to have it. Um, screening is incredibly important when it comes to colorectal cancer. The deaths alone, are uh, predicted to, over the next 10 years to be a, to increase about 4,000 for, for colorectal cancers alone, the, those deaths. So it's, it is an a very important uh, topic now to be talking about and getting people aware of and, and starting to do that screening or talk to your physician about screening, whatever it may be, um, because we're just, we're way behind. And when you're behind, everything's behind, including diagnosis, uh, treatments, those sorts of things put a person way behind as far as, you know, getting it caught early and getting it treated early. So we're looking at a terrifying reality for a lot of people, thousands of people. Less screenings means more cancer going undetected at this point. So we're trying to play catch up is essentially what you're describing. That is correct. Yes. How does that make you feel working for the American Cancer Society? Uh, a little un, 
on with with some anxiety. Uh, it's just a little unsettled, if you will, because it's. And I get it too. I it, this we're still coming out of a pandemic, and folks are still unsure of a lot of different things, and and screening uh, for certain types of cancers or health concerns may not be at the top of the list for folks. Mm -hmm. And so, and I totally get it. And that's what's unsettling is there's that that something could go on uh, undetected if um, if they're not more diligent with you know, their personal health and, and, and talking with physician or mining their signs and symptoms or whatever it may be. So it's because it's just not colorectal cancer. It's, it's all cancers that are behind. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that's terrifying. And a lot of families budgeting their money, hmm. uh, afraid, you know, we're still in a pandemic with COVID-19. So a lot of folks don't necessarily want to go out anymore. I just, I'm listening to these numbers and I'm shocked myself just hearing them. So what are resources available? What do folks need to do? So regarding the, uh, number of resources that I would recommend is always first and foremost, talk to your physician directly or, or his or his, his or her staff and talk to them about screening and, and talk about your, your specific risk factors and so forth with, with a physician and again, his or her staff. Uh, go to acs.com. So at cancer.org is, uh, so for the American Cancer Society is at cancer.org and a person can look up anything about all the cancers available, including colorectal cancer and, and signs and symptoms and treatments and resources and all sorts of different things. If they want to talk to somebody specifically, um, I can give you a 1-800 number that you can talk, you know, call and talk to somebody as well. And that, um, that number is, I'll give that to you right now. So you have it, um, is 1-800-227-2345. And that's, that number is, uh, operated and staffed 24 seven, 365 days a year. So those are the resources that are, come to mind right away. Again, first and foremost, always talk to your physician. Okay, absolutely. And stay diligent. Is there anything yeah. else you would like our viewers to know? Just again, it's, it's not just colorectal cancer, it's all cancers. Um, and just if if you have any concerns at all, talk to your physician. If you have any sort of family history of any sort of kind of cancer or whatever it may be, please, by all means, um, go to cancer.org or talk to your physician. Just ask questions. Don't just wait, but get be diligent. Excellent advice. Okay. Thank you so much for your time and your information. Awareness is key. So again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate the time.